Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. Welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast with me, your host, Sebastian Sloven, and with me is co-host Sonia Mohammed. Hello, Sonia. Hi. Welcome. Welcome, Sonia. Thank you, Sebastian. Okay, we're back. Excited to be here. In this episode, this is a fun episode, we are going to do more of a reflective episode. We're going to talk and share about some of the people in their work, uh, the people who've inspired us the most in our work with Nature Unplugged. Yay. All right. So before we before we get into that, there are a few announcements, upcoming events. We touched upon this in our last podcast, but wanna let's uh, go through some of this really quickly again, just to touch base. So we are excited to announce that we have launched a our Nature Unplugged YouTube channel. Uh, so Similar to this podcast, it's kind of a combination of educational videos, tips, and tools uh, to cultivate wellness in the digital age. We're going to do the occasional interview as well, so be sure and check it out. We'll have a, you can find links to that on our website, and also if you just Google Nature Unplugged on YouTube, you'll find it. You can also see our podcast there too. That's right, podcasts are up there too. Mm -hmm. We are also getting very close to launching our Nature Unplugged workbook, which we've been working on for a long time now. Uh, no specific date at this moment, but we will definitely keep you posted. It's uh, in the final stages. Let's just say that. Hmm. And also we are, or I, Sonia will not be joining me, but I'll be presenting at the Western Regional Outdoor Leadership Conference. The acronym is ROLK. Hmm. <laughs> Not the best acronym, but uh, awesome conference. It's going to be in Tucson, Arizona, the University of Arizona. Uh, and the weekend of January 19th, we're going to be talking about our work at Nature Unplugged and specifically uh, how to cultivate or how to bring in mindfulness uh, with the outdoor, in the outdoor leadership world. So if you're in Tucson, swing on by. Okay, cool. So again... We're going to chat today, give you all some insight into the people who have been the most inspiring in our work with Nature Unplugged. And you know, th this list, uh, I think, potentially could be very long, so we'll try and keep it um, just to the, you know, the very, very best. There's a lot of people here uh, and uh, from different walks of life, different, different backgrounds. and Different generations. Different generations, yep. Um, so for me, one of my, uh, biggest inspirations, and this is kind of in, uh, an earlier generation or yesteryear, let's just say, uh, was Henry David Thoreau and I'll kind of group, group Thoreau in with other people like Ralph Waldo Emerson and John Muir. And these are people in the, in the 1800s, um, who really were, I think in America, some of the first folks to 
take a look at the way things were going and the lifestyle and to really promote a uh, a way of life that was simpler, more connected to nature. And, you know, Henry David Thoreau, both Thoreau and Emerson, or Anne Muir, they wrote a lot. Um, Thoreau's really famous for his book, Walden, and there's, you know, tons of other other stuff out there by, by all these people. But they were really, I think, inspiring for me. I studied uh, about these folks when I was in undergrad at San Diego State University studying environmental policy. But I think their, um, I think their courage and their uh, clarity, I also loved how they were inspired themselves by some of the Eastern, more Eastern philosophies like Hinduism, Buddhism, and were able to kind of weave that together with um, some more modern stuff to, to uh, do the work they did. And I think they were very inspiring for not just me, but of course, many, many people um, who worked in conservation and, you know, establishing our national parks and uh, creating the, the type of awareness around nature that we have today. So I'm going to lump um, Byron Katie and Brené Brown together, um, pretty different women, um, but sort of reached me in a similar developmental way. Um, Byron Katie, she's an author of Loving What Is, um, not a traditional background or story, but a lot of her work is around questioning and challenging your thoughts. And uh, she was one of the first people that really resonated with me um, and really jumpstart my mindfulness journey and like really starting to understand um, that my thoughts and my values and my deeply held beliefs were driving a lot of uh, my behavior. And Brene Brown, um, slightly different, right? But she wrote um, Daring Greatly. She's got a couple other books. One I just got for Christmas that I'm excited to read. Um, But she deals a lot more with vulnerability and dealing with uncertainty um, and was a really powerful inspiration for me and, and the way that that relates to Nature Unplugged is it's really easy to um, get a little bit shy about trying new things. And um, there's just a lot of content in her book that has um, motivated me personally, but really sort of shifted the way I look at the world and look at myself and, and how I'm spending my time and who I'm spending my time with and trying to engage more meaningfully with the people around me. Awesome. Okay, next up for me is a person named John Kabat-Zinn, who we've talked about in previous episodes, especially the one where we spoke about mindfulness. Now, John Kabat-Zinn is uh, alive and well in today's era, Um, and he is largely responsible for bringing mindfulness, at least mindfulness to the extent that we see it today, uh, here to the West. You know, a little bit about him and his background is that he he was a scientist and also very interested in yoga and mindfulness practices, meditation and and the physical practice of yoga. And he was really interested in how to kind of strip away the the religious or spiritual, I think, undertones of a lot of those practices coming from Buddhism and the East. And um so that he could study it. And he created a program called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, which was an eight-week program, still going on today, um, that was basically, you know, a lot of 
mindfulness practices that people have been doing for a long, long time. And just, um, though, again, without the religious undertone, so that it enabled people to, I think, object, objectively look at these practices and see if they are, if they're helpful or not helpful. And um, I think that was huge in terms of uh, the, the Western uh, world, especially the Western medical world, taking mindfulness seriously and, um, and understanding uh, the benefits. And we've learned a ton from the, I think, more of the, the Western view of mindfulness and the, and the I guess, scientific, scientific study of mindfulness. Yeah, and we both even, um, we participated in an MBSR training is that right? Training? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can't remember how long it was, maybe like six or eight weeks total. Eight weeks. Eight weeks um, at Weekly. Really powerful, really, um, yeah, sort of shifted my perception of mindfulness more from this, um, sort of like took it out of this hippie culture um, bubble that I lived in my mind and made it a bit more scientific and accessible to me. It gave me some really practical um, tangible ways and guidance to practice it and use it in, um, you know, the moments in life, not just the formal practices, but how to, how to translate those formal practices into, um, tools for your day-to-day life. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't, if you're not familiar with John Kabat-Zinn, um, you know, you can check him out. Lots of stuff, lots of stuff, uh, about him online. He's written a number of books. I think some of his most popular books are Full Catastrophe Living, and also, wherever you go, there you are. Great title. Good title, yeah. Good title. So John Kabat-Zinn, really, really influential in terms of you know, our interest in mindfulness and the importance of mindfulness in our work. And I think he was a, you know, many other people that brought mindfulness to the West, but um, he was you know, definitely one of the one of the main folks. And you know, I don't know him personally, but been to, seen him speak a number of times. And um, yeah, he's, you know, just seems like a really, really... Uh, authentic, genuine um, teacher, practitioner, and person. Yeah, similarly, let's, I mean, let's jump to Richard Louvre. Um, he's somebody we've also seen speak in person a couple times now, have the privilege of doing, of, of seeing him. And I think some of that's because he's a native San Diegan, not native, but lives. No, I think he grew up, I think he grew up in the Midwest, but lives, is, lived yeah, in San Diego has, for a long time. Yeah, been in San Diego for quite a while now. Um but he, I think, has been one of our primary inspirations for Nature Unplugged and um, just has done so much for catapulting the movement around getting people out into nature and reconnected reconnected to nature um, and has written some really wonderful books uh, about that. Last Child in the Woods, Vitamin N, The Nature Principle. Um, we, those are all really wonderful Um Vitamin N, uh, in particular, is geared towards um, children and and family units and how to. It has a lot more like activities, like tools and things to to actually go get out into nature a bit more. Um, where the other books are a little bit more about the research behind it, the benefits, etc. Um, yeah, what else about Richard Louv? No, I think you. I think that's well said, and and uh, you know his. Um, yeah, he's definitely been a big inspiration for, for us. And I learned about Richard Liu when I was in undergrad. Again, my, my, uh, one of my professors knew him and we read his book, Last Child in the Woods and talked a lot about, about him. And I think he, he was one of the first people to 
as Sonia mentioned, really, I think, uh, bring this out of the shadows of this, the, the, this, uh, the concept of that children today or in more recent generations are far less connected to nature than previous generations who are out there more, more working with the land and, and, uh, and now, you know, largely because of technology, people are much more indoors. And I think he, he is, um, you know, really brought that to the surface. Richard Louvre, I'll see, oh, he'll be at the Rolk, the Wilderness Leadership Outdoor. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, he's the keynote speaker. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, you get to see him again. See him again. So um, one other person that comes to mind when I think about um, people who have inspired my work and my passion for Nature Unplugged is um, Larry Rosen. Uh, he actually came to the University of San Diego, and I got to see him speak in a in a um, smaller, more informal um, gathering. He's a neuroscientist and psychologist. He came to talk about his book, um, The Distracted Mind, Ancient Brains in a High-Tech World. And he talks a lot about the idea that attention is the new currency, um, and then also specifically spend some time talking about how uh, multitasking is not helping anyone and sort of debunking multitasking, which has always really resonated with me. I would always get frustrated in funny conversations with people when they're like, oh yeah, I'm great. I'm a great multitasker. And um, I'd be like, that's not a thing. You're just like switching from one, one task to the other. And um, he he talks about that and, and how that leads to lower productivity, less happiness, et cetera, um, rather than just focusing on one thing at a time. And, and more generally speaking, the, the book is about how to live a more balanced life in an increasingly high-tech world. Um, so some real clear connections to our work at Nature Unplugged. Um, but one of, I think, the most um, charming and authentic things about him is uh, he also struggles like significantly with the, the tech in his life. So a lot of this comes from his realization that he is overusing technology and media um, and struggles to have boundaries around them, but is really interested in sort of the neuroscience and psychological pieces of how technology and media engage us in our day-to-day life. So pretty pretty interesting guy, um, really great book. Also, it's an uh, audio book if, if you want something more mobile for the road or in transit. Yeah, well said, Larry Rosen. Rosen? Rosen. I don't know which. I just like uh, the sound of Rosen better. Rosen. Okay. It could be Rosen. Rosen it is. <laughs> All right. We'll do one more. And this one's a bit of a wild card. But you like him so much. I like him so much. His name is Wim Hof. Wim Hof, you may have heard of him. He's also known as the Iceman. Wim Hof is a native of the Netherlands. And he became famous for all sort breaking all sorts of... Um, interesting records, uh, such as, you know, longest ice bath, uh, breath retention records. Most of them were around doing extreme things in extreme temperatures. He ran a marathon in, I think, Namibia in really hot temperatures. He also ran a marathon, I believe, in Greenland or something crazy in the snow. He climbed Mount Everest, almost made it to the top in shorts and shoes. Uh, all sorts of things like that. And he's created this program that is, it's basically a wellness program around kind of a combination of things. One of the, one of the pillars is breath work. So he does this kind of this interesting 
breath work that's similar to some more yogic breathing, but uh, it's sort of an energy increaser, and it allows people to uh, practice um, holding their breath for longer periods of time, which is great for for surfers and other uh, other athletes and and um, yeah, really great energy work. There's also a stretching component and cold exposure component. So you do things like take cold showers or go into cold bodies of water without a wetsuit. And what I love about Wim Hof is that a lot of the principles and uh, what he focuses on are basically about getting people out of their comfort zone. And all the things that you're, a lot of the things that, uh, you would do in his program, such as holding your breath for a long time or taking cold showers or cold water exposure, is really pretty pretty uncomfortable and can be almost it's like frightening for people. And I think it's a really great balance to the, I think, overly comfortable world that we find ourselves in with technology. Nothing wrong with being comfortable, with being content. Of course, you could take the discomfort thing to the extreme, I think, but um, I think having some of that in your life, you know, feeling hunger, uh, feeling cold, those are important things. And I think there's a lot of now science to back up the benefits for our immune system, cardiovascular system, physiology based on uh, exposure to cold and things like that. So there you have it. A list of inspiring people, people that have been inspiring to us. And, uh, yeah, anything to add there, Sonia? Um, and just a reminder that uh, what, what Sebastian said at the beginning is this list could be incredibly long, so we just picked a few of our favorites to feature. Um, but yeah, these people, if you haven't heard of any of these folks, we definitely recommend checking them out. Um, I guarantee at least one of them will inspire you. Wonderful. We're going to link these folks in the show notes uh, link to some of their work. So if you are interested and inspired, you can check it out there. Okay, I think that does it for our show today. A little Nature Unplugged inspiration. Woo. Thanks so much for listening to the Nature Unplugged podcast. Please take a moment to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. You can also find our episodes on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. And be sure and visit www.natureunplugged.com for more information and resources. That's where you can find the show notes as well. Uh, you can also reach out to us directly from the website. You know, Let us know if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, ideas for future shows, or ideas for potential guests. You know, We'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Until next time, we will uh, see you next time. Wish you wouldn't go. I don't want to